guys. I'm Bethany. I'm Bethany. No, okay. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah, he made me think for a second. I had to second. throw you I off was like, moment. hold up. Oh, that's not funny. He's Dalton. I'm Bethany. Mm-hmm. For anyone who was not totally sure. And this is Looking for the Middle. The Christian's Guide to Modern Dating. It's weird still a little bit yeah. getting used to leaving out the... I had my little cadence. The Christian Girl's Guide to Modern Dating. I could hear so a hitch in that. But, you know, we're taking words out here. We're making life easier for that you. That is true. That is true. Because um, you know me. I don't like to use a lot of words. Yes, you do. I don't <laughs> want to hear that nonsense. Oh, my goodness, guys. Welcome back. We're glad you're here. We are cruising right along. We're about a third of the way done with season nine, which is weird to think about, but I'm having a blast and hopefully you guys are too. So let's knock a few things out here at the top before we get into other things. Social media, newsletter, Facebook group. I feel like every episode I say this quicker and faster so it doesn't take up a lot of time. Question. Yeah? Is a Facebook group not also social media? Well, it is, but it's not just like, ooh, follow along. So Facebook it's, group is subcategory to social media. That is true. You have it as its own category. So it's really a subpoint. Uh-huh. Social media, subpoint, Facebook group. <laughs> and please, the newsletter. Please start saying subpoint. <laughs> I don't really know how to like... All right, uh, roll with it. Anyway... Follow us on social media if you don't already. Looking for the Middle Podcast on Facebook. LFTM Podcast on Instagram. You can go to our website, lookingforthemiddle.com. Sign up for our newsletter that comes out every week on Thursdays right after the episode. If we mention something in the episode, a book we're reading, uh, we may even mention an episode we've done in the past. We'll link that in the newsletter so you guys are all up to date. And I was thinking it would be kind of cool. I'm totally springing this on Dalton right here, right Why now. Why do you do this to me every time? Because if it's... Like, on the spot like this, I feel like you're less likely to tell me no. I say no a lot, so... You do. Mm. So, <laughs> anywho, I was thinking it might be cool. No. Ugh! Boom roast. <laughs> if we... Instead of it just being, like, links to things and books and stuff in the newsletter, if maybe we could switch off, maybe we could do... Like, we could write for the newsletter, too. Whether it be something you're learning, devotional, whatever. Brainstorm on it. Well, see what you think. I don't read or write, ever. Now who's lying? <laughs> <laughs> As I'm surrounded, let's do a quick count. The yeah, notebooks don't how many, count. How many books? No, no, they all count. No, notebooks do not count because one of those is a preaching notebook and the other one is Are there my, like things you write in? So this is my actual preaching notebook. Okay, fine. And then the one above it is my preaching notes notebook. Okay, so those don't count. We're counting the number of but books on see, his one, desk right two, now. That's a tiny one. Three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen... 15, 16, 17. Yes. We have 17 books on the corner of his desk here, and he's trying to tell me he doesn't read or write very much. Two of them are a gift for someone else. That doesn't matter. They're just there. Uh, (laughs) Two of them are a gift for someone else. So I feel like that... Okay, only 15. That makes it much more palatable? Yeah, because I'm I'm only reading (laughs) that one, that one, that one, that one, that one. (laughs) And a couple more. Uh, oh, anyway, <laughs> we'll see. So just, we'll work brain, through just it. brainstorm on it. We could have totally done this behind to the scenes, but I we're know, doing it in now, front of the scenes. It's on the yeah, on stage and in front of the peoples, so that you have to think about it. See, this is why it's better backstage pass. That's backstage. <laughs> you're you're looking behind the curtain, but no, no, we're gonna just. We have a backstage pass. It's not really backstage pass, and then we have couch cast that we're not even sitting in a couch. <laughs> we just bought a couch to sit on. Okay. Yeah, but we're not recording in there. Let's we be can. real. We can. We can put the t- and mics on the table. We can totally sit on the couch. No. Okay. It's I'm too just... late. Okay, whatever. You've already I hurt offered. my feelings. Okay. Well, your feelings are hurt. 
Anyway, question of are you the ready day. for the question of the day? Now I've forgotten. What, oh, no, no, I remember what it was. What was the last movie you saw in the theater, and what did you think? Um, What was the last movie that I saw in the theater? I really theater? thought this was going to be an easy one. Well, I don't go to, I don't go to the movies very often. I'm oh. not a big movie person. Well, I'm a, I'm a big I movie am. person, but I'm not a big going to the movies person oh. because I have to pay for ridiculous expensive tickets and then i want popcorn because who doesn't want popcorn <laughs> and then you get a drink and then you realize oh my goodness i've just mortgaged my entire house I, even though i don't even own a house I, it's brutal I'm, um, I'm the opposite i only watch movies in the theater i don't watch them at home very much but i have the oh it was the a-list the, it was thing. the new thor movie oh, that was the last one yeah. and oh i know what you thought of it but tell everyone else horrible i didn't like it either i hated almost every second of it except for Christian Bale's performance in that epic. Yeah, he but was it really didn't. Good. It didn't match. Like his, he's a terrifying character. He carries himself so well, perfect. Yeah, and then the rest of it is just a comedy skit well, with the it, screaming goats that I wanted to die instantly. That I did. You feel like Thor was like a parody of himself, it almost. Oh, hold on a minute. Let's take a TV timeout because now I'm diving into Marvel, right? You have variants? Well, yeah, but like... No, 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 no. Hold on a second because you just said something that made my brain function a little bit more than it should have, <laughs> right? You have the Loki show that yeah. came out with all of these different variants yeah. and different type people because of the multiverse. Maybe we were watching a variant of the Thor that we've grown oh. accustomed to. It's a possibility. Because all I'm saying is, that. what was the, the end game was the, Infinity War was the second one, right? No, end game was the second one. End game, okay. Infinity War. That was peak Thor for me. Yeah. Like, he had a few funny moments, but the dude was yeah. intense. Thor's not like a comedy character to me. Well, no, he kind of in the comic books he is. Okay. According to okay. my sources. I'm not a comic I've book person. I've never read a comic book in my but life. But I've got sources that say that, yeah, he, okay. he's got funny moments, but there needs to be a balance. I need to look for the middle in that one. <laughs> Oh, let's uh, write him a letter. Yeah. Well, <laughs> looking for the middle says you should look for the middle. But his character should be funny and sometimes. Yeah. But he's also an intense, terrifying god of thunder. Yeah. And the, that did not come through. The character arc of Thor is awful. Yeah. You have the first one, big, whiny, <laughs> yes. tough guy. You have the second one, little less whiny, has his life figured out, but terrible acting. You have Ragnarok, which is okay, but it's kind of funny. It was yeah. for me, it was okay. And then you have this newest one, which I feel like Jerry Seinfeld wrote it. <laughs> yes. But you have this great villain in the middle of it, with a not so great ending to it. No. It was just it was too much for me. It was too much for me. I like funny things, but I don't like things to be funny the entire time. And purposely, purposelessly yeah. funny. That is no, tough like, to say. They, they had so many stupid one-liners that yeah. my cousin was obsessed with the screaming goats, and I wanted to I leave dumb. the theater. Yeah. So that was my last movie. What was the last movie you <laughs> the went and saw? The last movie I went to see is going to be much less controversial. It was Mrs. Harris Goes to Paris, which do not make fun of is me. Is that a Just, Dr. Seuss book? No. It was, y'all, it was the best movie. I absolutely adored it. No. So it's been, it's totally a girl movie. I'm owning it. 100%. This lady, she's a house cleaner in London. It's set in like the 50s or 60s. And she decides she wants a 
Dior gown from Paris. And she saves all her money. She goes to Paris to get this dress. It's the most, it was a fantastic movie. I cannot recommend it highly enough. It's everything you want a movie to be. It's characters that are relatable and lovable. You cheer for them. They're not perfect, but there's no agenda they're forcing down your throat. And it all works out in the end. It was absolutely wonderful. I about fell asleep when you were I know. explaining the movie. Trust me. I know. It's not a guy movie. I'm, I'm fine with not guy movies. All right? I'm, I'm cool with that. That sounds painfully boring. It was not. Your description was not very good. I, I'm not a You're great not describer of convincing these things. Me to I'll put it in the newsletter. Movie. No, don't do that. It's like 94% on Rotten Tomatoes. It's like a really good movie. Yeah, but Rotten Tomatoes can't always be right. But this time they are. Hmm, okay, moving on. Boring. It was not boring. I'm boring. No, you want to know the, the movie perfect... was not. I know it's based upon an opera, a Broadway show. Are you going to talk about Phantom, Phantom of, the, of opera? the Opera? My goodness. Obviously, the, the I say newer one came out in the mid 2000s. Yeah. Was that uh, Gerard Butler? Gerard Butler, beautiful man. <laughs> Love him to death. Phenomenal. Absolutely phenomenal. Everyone should watch it. It should be a requirement for the world. That's not why we're here, though. No, it's not. We're why are we here? Ten minutes into this, let's circle back to the topic of the day. <laughs> this is this is like every sermon that I preach. I, <laughs> I start out and I'm like get off on a rabbit trail. How did I get here? So sorry if you don't like Marvel or awesomely wonderful movies. Um, you just probably skipped through all that. So today we are going to talk about the circle back, which if you're listening and you're like, what in the world is that? I will explain it. Hopefully not quite as that boringly was, as I did the movie. I said, what in the world is that a few minutes ago? So yeah, but we already talked about it. You knew what it was. You just didn't know the term. Look, I have a small brain and I fill it with a lot of stuff. <laughs> Something's got to go. Okay. So I had a conversation with some friends of mine. I had friends over a couple weeks ago and one of the girls was like, Ooh, I have a dating question. And she's like, maybe y'all can make this into an episode. So if you're listening, we made it into an episode. So you're welcome. <laughs> we were just talking about guys and dating and different things as we do. And she was talking about a conversation she had had with someone. I don't know. I guess a friend of hers. I don't know who, I guess this, it was a guy friend who had dated a girl and the relationship ended, um, not because like, oh, we don't get along or like, I never want to see you again or like some big thing. It was just like, I think maybe they both had things they needed to work on and it just needed to happen independently. Maybe it was a spiritual difference. Maybe there was a maturity thing. I don't know what it was, but it was just something to where it ended for the time being. And I don't know how much the door was left open in this particular situation, but I think the guy was thinking about circling back to this girl because the issue that caused the breakup had been removed or to his knowledge it had. And he wanted to see about pursuing this again, but he thought girls would always say no to that. And Chelsea was like, I mean, it's not the case for me. Like I would, you know, I would think through it. I would too. I mean, if, if the issue was gone, I would be very open to revisiting or circling back. I have before. It didn't work out because the issue wasn't as gone as everyone thought it was, Mm -hmm. but it gave it a shot. So, and it it was basically unanimous in the room was probably eight or 10 girls. And everyone was like, oh yeah, totally. Like I would definitely go out with him again. So this is more one to talk through the logistics of that, but also to tell guys, Hey, if you're thinking about it, if there's a girl that you dated, the issue that caused the breakup is gone and you want to go for it again, you probably won't be met with as much rejection as you think. Shoot your shot. Absolutely. 
I have a, like a bajillion questions that go into <laughs> this that. This is though. more than you've ever typed in an outline here. Too. That is not true. <laughs> First week I had plenty of words typed on the page. Uh, no, seriously, there should be a lot of questions that go into this, though. Yes. Because this is a little more complicated than just, a, hey, should we circle back? Like, how did it end? Did it end mutually? What caused the end? What issues were present? Is there still interest in both parties? Who who are they now? Yeah. And we can work through those questions in just a second. But there's a lot of questions that have to be asked. So, I mean, on the first part of it, how did it end? Is it Was it a clean end? Like, what do you mean by clean? Did y'all, were you angry at one another? Oh, okay. Was there such a serious issue that there was no speaking of we're donezo? Did one person break up with you out of the blue and give really no reasoning? Because I think you have just one particular view in mind here, and I'm thinking much larger scale, because yeah. you were talking about what well, there was an issue, and so we ended it. Issue on whose side? Yeah. There's a lot of... You should seriously think about all of the different factors that go into Absolutely. this before jumping into it. So uh, let's keep all those questions in mind. Yep. Because we, we want to look at it from a girl's perspective, guy's perspective, but we need to create some sort of hypothetical here. Okay. We need a case study. Okay. Otherwise, we're, we're not really going Perfect. to solve anything. Okay. So let me go case study girl's side. Got it. Guy ends it. Okay. With you. Says that there is a difference of opinions on a couple of, I wouldn't say major issues, like theological issues, but the way that you approach things are, are just a little bit different. Yeah. You both go off. Uh, he's got stuff to work on. You've got stuff to work on, but you leave it relatively open. First of all, what does it look like to leave it open? I think would be the, the yeah. big part. And mm -hmm. then coming back to that, what are the things you're looking for if guy ends it from the girl side? I, I mean, I think... It, it was ended, and it was not because of, in this case study, it was not ended because of a deficiency necessarily in either person. It was ended because they disagreed on some things that were pretty important, whatever those things were, whether it be what does money, what do finances look like, what is, you know, maybe things with raising kids, like things that are going to be huge issues in life, right? Is that, what are you doing? Try not to make noise on the table oh, putting my coffee cup Oh, your facial expression. <laughs> Sorry, totally got distracted. it out. Fine, I was trying okay. to be quiet, but no. Well, I could, I didn't know. Hold on just a second. I need another sip of coffee. <laughs> could you do that any less? Is that better? <laughs> no, I just, okay, sorry. You better did, keep that in there. I did not mean to make that awkward. I apologize, everyone. Okay, so it was not ended because of a deficiency on either part. It was ended because of a difference of opinions. I think if, if it was ended because we have different spiritual views or if it's ended because, Hey, the guy ends it with me because you really have an anger problem. You have a problem with like submitting to authority, like things that are character issues that need to be worked on is different than a difference of opinion. I think a, a character thing that needs to be worked on is more easily tracked than a difference of opinion okay. from the standpoint of now we're a year down the road and I can see you are way more patient than you were a year ago. Okay. So private case, personal case study here, uh, guy ends it with girl saying yes. you have these issues that you've just described. Yes. A year later, we're down the road. You, you somewhat were mutual with the ending of it. Yes. Uh, we know what has caused the end. We know what issues were present. 
Now we're circling back. Yeah. Are there still issues in both parties? Say the guy even had some stuff to work sure. on. Sure. I think, yeah, you come back and in that instance, I feel like if he was the one who ended it because of, hey, these things need to be worked on, but you kind of left the door open, I think he would need to be the one to come back and say, hey, I've seen a definable difference. And then you almost have like a probationary period for a very like Wait, hold on. not let's, romantic way of putting that. Let, let's circle like... back before we circle back because <laughs> okay. we didn't answer the question of what does it mean to leave so something sorry. open. Oh, that's true. So on a girl's side of things, and I'll give you a guy's perspective in a minute. On a girl's side of things, what does it mean for something? How do you know it was left open? If a guy ends it, how do you know he's leaving it open? I think there's some key, if someone says for now, mm-hmm. it's a very key indicator that, okay, this is not a slam door shut. I never want to see you again kind of thing. Um, reevaluate is another keyword. If they're like, okay, look, we need to work on this and then maybe we can reevaluate later. Like that's a door that's left open a little bit. If it's, um, you know, let's really focus on, I think we really just need to focus on this separately and then see where we are down the road. Like things like that are leaving a door open. Okay. So it's um, left open. We're, we're actually now circling back, you know, the issues. How do you tell if the other party, other person has worked on the issues that they needed to work on? How can you tell? I think it depends on what the issue is, but like okay. we were saying, if it's like, Hey, you really, you're not teachable. You're not submitting to authority, whatever those things are. Um, and I guess I'm thinking of it more from the standpoint of you kind of, if you see each other regularly still, if you don't, you might need to kind of start to evaluate that. Um, I think it gets tricky if you ask someone. Um, but if you have a trusted friend who knows them, you can say, Hey, how's Susie Q doing? Why is Susie Q always your go for? I don't know. Okay, you, well, I do know. My old job, we um, we blamed everything that went wrong on Susie, who didn't actually work there. We didn't have anyone named Susie who well, worked there. We fired her regularly, though. Um, that's like Becca Sue here. Yes, it is the equivalent, but Susie is a little more ingrained. By so the that's way, always uh, my... the, the origin story of Becca Sue, <laughs> yeah. somebody was trying to spell because in one of our announcements, and it got spelled Becca Sue. So now we blame everything on her. And we always have to proofread to make sure, yeah, Becca Sue's not in anything around here. All right, so you're you're asking Becca Sue, yes. hey, what are you seeing here? What, yeah, I whether it be, I think you just have to be careful. You don't want to create a big dramatic situation unnecessarily. Are, you can't go ask the girl you want to ask out, go ask her best friend. Because I tell you, as soon as you no. hang up the phone, she is calling uh-huh. her. Now, that's what I'm saying. If you have a trusted friend that knows both of you, if you have a mentor, if you, she has a mentor, someone who is a step removed, someone who maybe doesn't have a dog in the fight or an allegiance necessarily, that might be a good place to start. But I think there has to be some sort of observable change, whether it's by you or a trusted third party. Otherwise, you're just doing the same thing again, which is the definition of insanity. Are so. we assuming this conversation is happening, same people in the same church, or just kind of more broad, open? I think it could be either. Okay. Because I would say... It's easier when you run in the same... Because you can personally observe that person and see if there has been change. I would say what's important in all of this, if you're in the same church, of exactly what you're describing, that older mentor, you can even ask your pastor. 
very good hey, point. Hey, pastor, what are you seeing mm-hmm. in this area? Or, hey, pastor's wife, what are you seeing in this area? Because part of what their entire life is focused on is shepherding people and yeah. knowing their hearts and knowing where they're at. So you can ask them and find out. Now, if it's somebody outside the church, that's where it becomes a little more difficult. Yeah. And knowing those trusted third parties, if you have them, which is why I am actually a proponent of getting to know people in group settings. Mm. Now, I don't think that you have to necessarily do the entire dating thing in group settings, but But it is helpful. There's value. Because you can watch how they interact with that community around you. How do they interact with my friends? How do they interact with their friends? Because people can be a night and day difference depending on who they're around. Yeah. Well, I, you should be looking for somebody that's consistent across the board. Yeah. Not somebody that when he's around his friends or she's around her friends, they're wild and obnoxious. But when they're around <laughs> yeah. church people, they put on a mask. Oh, best behavior. Well, and I think there's value too in, okay, so you've kind of decided, hey, I kind of like this person again. I want to give it a shot. I want to see. You're not objective and you're definitely going to have blind spots. Whereas... If you have other people who have consistently hung out with you guys before and now, or something to that effect, they're going to be a little more objective. They're going to be a little more, um, are you sure there's been change there? Like, are you sure that that's different? Because I don't see it. Whereas you might be creating a favorable situation in your head. Can I edit something we're saying to be more biblical? Please do. Instead of saying, is there change? Yeah. Yeah. Is there growth? Yeah. I think growth is the model of discipleship. Yes. Are we growing and drawing nearer to the Lord instead of changing necessarily? Yeah. Um, Change happens when you come to Christ. True. You are changed from a dead person to a living person. The old self is gone. The new person is here. And from that point on, you are growing or being sanctified, spiritually speaking. So is that person growing? I like that. I right. let's true. let's use yeah. that word here on now. What what is the growth that is happening? Uh, but the, the last question I have that you should be asking is, who are they now? Yeah. Are they the same person that they were? Is there true growth that has occurred? How do you find that out? Yeah, I, I think honestly, y- you have to see that there's been enough growth that you're satisfied that you want to even give it a shot mm-hmm. again, but. Honestly, I'm tell me what you think. I think the only way to truly know whether or not there is is to try it again. Yeah. But would you agree? Yes, but but communicating that is a we're we're trying to see yes if this can be something. I your probationary word sounds harsh, but I mean <laughs> that's really honestly what it is. Yeah. Of there it's conditional at this moment of but I here's where you get into trouble of communicating that you should communicate it yes. but at the same time if you do then this person will be like i gotta be on my best See, behavior exactly what i was just thinking of okay you can't go into this and not say anything because the one person's gonna be thinking oh we're 100 jumping back in and you're kind of like eh, i'm gonna reserve judgment and they don't realize that but then yeah on the flip side if you do tell them this is what we're doing they already know what all the issues were and what all of everything was because you talked about it before so they're going to know how to avoid, but I guess that's where it's okay. Do you trust them to be an honest, upstanding person? Um, and I think you you have to communicate it to some extent. I, I am going to try and again encourage you though, spend some time around other people. Yeah. 
Okay, okay we'll try. Let, let's try it again. Let, let's see where it, it goes from here. Yeah. You don't have to sit there and say, well, we can try again, but I want to see if you've truly grown in this area, this area, and this area, and you need to meet this criteria, this criteria, this criteria. Yeah. Because then they're just going to go for the checkbox. Mm-hmm. If you're around other people and you say, okay, we're, we're going to try again and circle back and see what's there now. Yeah. But I want to make sure that we're also spending time around other people so that you can just observe them in a natural environment really helps you to better confirm whether or not these things have actually grown and developed. I agree. And I think another added benefit to that is, okay, when you start dating someone that you've never dated, you don't hardly know, you're in this getting to know you phase for X amount of time, however long that takes. And then you're in a relationship and you know each other well and it's going forward. When... And it's usually at that point that it starts to get more serious. Feelings really get to get more involved and you get more attached and all of those things. If you, if you've already gone through that with someone and broken up with them and then you start up again, you're not really starting at square one. Mm-mm. You're starting at like square 15 and it's really easy to fall back into that. Cause you know, this person it's, you fall back into that pattern of you're already attached. Feelings are involved and you're moving forward, which makes the second breakup probably even worse than the first. Even if you're in that probationary period and you realize this isn't really, there hasn't been enough growth. There hasn't been enough that is different for this to warrant continuing. You're even more invested than you were the first time. So hanging out and doing things in groups helps with that early part of that because you're not spending this one-on-one time together as much intense conversation. You're just observing how does someone live life with other people, but you both know that you're there together. Does that make, you know, I think that's another added benefit to it. And the good thing about circling back to something is at at some point you probably had a relationship with the other person's family. Mm. So watch how they interact with their family too, because that's going to be the most natural environment that they have. Yeah. So if girl breaks up with a guy because he is not as gentle, he's got some anger issues, how does he respond to his mom? Mm Mm-hmm. When she asks him, hey, can you go do this for me real quick? How does he respond to that? How does yeah. he respond to his father? It's the same, th- same thing for the, the female side of it of, man, she has a problem with authority. And she eh, she's not walking very closely with the Lord in these particular areas. How does she react to her father? Mm-hmm. How does she treat him? How does she interact with her mother or her siblings? I, I think family is, there's a really good indicator there of, how they are going to approach Christian dating and marriage. You can see that in the way that they relate to their closest loved ones. Well, and that can be your group setting. Mm -hmm. You know, I think we talk about, oh, well, you should hang out and do things in groups. Well, we think, great, I'm going to have to get 15 friends together so we can hang out every time. Doesn't have to be that. I can be like, hey, come come over, let's have dinner and play a board game with my family. Yeah. Or what, you know, that can be the group. Well, that's why I was very ambiguous with group. Yes, I just wanted to... I think a lot of times we default to it must mm-hmm. be friends. So I I knew that's kind of what you meant. I wanted to elaborate for people. Um, okay, so that's kind of I was that's kind of from the girl side, but I guess that kind of goes both ways. Is there anything specific to the guy's perspective on this? I actually think it's a little bit different from okay. the guy's perspective. Do tell. Part of it is because girls, you shoot yourself in the foot with this and the, the things that you say. So if you're the one that is ending it, say you've seen on the girl's side of it, you've seen some things in this guy that you just, you don't want to date anymore. This is not for you. You know that this is not compatible at this specific time. 
well, you also say things when you just don't want to go out with guys. Mm. So a guy asks you out. He's interested in you and he says, hey, I'd like to take you out on a date. He gives the reasons why he's interested in you. He's honestly taken a big leap of faith here. And you say something as follows. Well, I'm just not really wanting to date right now. Or um, there's been some people that said, well, I'm also interested in someone else. Or uh, I'm not spiritually ready. What does that even mean? I don't know. But this happens from the guy's side all the time. Of They ask girls out and they give them one of these lines where the girl is too afraid to say no. And so she gives this open-ended, over-spiritualized answer. Because who's going to argue with God? Right? <laughs> it's such a cop-out, so though. So they walk away going, I have no idea what just happened. Mm. Is she saying that there's a chance later on down the road? Is she saying no, but she doesn't want to say no? Or is she, does she have some spiritual issues going on? I mean, what, <laughs> what in the world? So we walk away confused as all get out and have no idea what's going on. And the same thing happens at breakups. Okay, sorry. Uh, slight technical difficulty there. Uh, don't know what happened. It went quiet and we're fixing it. So anyway, what I was going to say, clarity. Clarity, 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 clarity. We need to learn. Say it again. The people in the back may not have heard you. Clarity. <laughs> we, we need to learn. And when I say we, I mean ye, whoever is listening and you have a problem with communicating these things properly. <laughs> we need to learn to just say what we're feeling. Yeah. It's, it's not a bad thing to communicate clearly. This is how I feel. I don't see it going anywhere. I'm not interested. Say it in a kind way. Sure. Um, I'm not interested, or it is okay to say right now is not a good time, but explain that. Yeah, I think that's on you. If you're the one saying uh -huh. now's not a good time, it's a little on you to say, but here's when would be a good time. Because it may be pretty cut and dry of like, now's not a good time because I'm switching jobs. Now's not a good time because I'm finishing a semester of school and I have got to buckle down. And it's like, but let's talk again in six weeks. Mm -hmm. Or it may be, I'm really working through something and I don't have... Uh, a time frame for you, but I will let you know. Yeah. Like the, I think a lot of the ambiguity comes in because people are like, now's not a good time. And the other person says, well, I really kind of like you. It's like, well, I kind of like you too. And the conversation stops. Mm -hmm. Um, and it's like, okay, well, I don't want to overburden this person. I don't really know what to say. It, it so if it's, you're the one that needs time, give some clarity. There. It's this vague, ambiguous thing that just kind of floating out there. And it's, um, well, I like you, you like me, yeah. or I like you, you don't like me, or you like me, I don't <laughs> like you. But no one ever says anything yeah. about how they really feel. Yeah. And so you're left in this uncomfortable, awkward situation where you're kind of talking, but it's not really great. Right. It's just clearly articulate what you think yeah. and what you feel. And that's not a bad thing. No, it's not. And remember that the other person uh, can't read your mind. So yes. I'm just thinking about this like... As a, especially from a girl's perspective, I'm like, oh, I just need a little time. And in my head, I'm like, because I need to do X, Y, Z, and this needs to happen. And I have it all planned out. So that's very clear to me. I mean, it makes sense to me because I know what I'm thinking. This guy you're talking to or vice versa, if you're the guy telling a girl, hey, I just need a little time to work through some stuff, they don't they don't know what that means. Mm -hmm. Like, they're not inside your head as you're timelining this out. So maybe this is a time where, as I like to say, you might need to over-communicate a little like go above and beyond of what you think is necessary. Um, just don't take that too far. 
Yes, don't go too far down the road of... Don't I've, give them the I love you or anything no, like that. No, I love you and I'll wait forever. No, I mean on the logistics side of it a little bit. Um, because, yeah, you don't want to leave leave it just kind of floating out in the abyss. Um, well, because then there's the chance of it getting drug out yeah. or there's the chance of one person doesn't understand what's going on and so variables change. I mean, you're just leaving... Yeah the door open for so many possibilities that are unnecessary. And if you would just communicate immediately and clearly, you could get rid of all of those other problems. That doesn't mean you're not going to have problems, but you can get rid of a lot of them. Oh, yeah. Right off the bat, if you will just say what you're thinking, what you're feeling, and then go from there. Yeah, because, I mean, we talk a lot, everyone talks a lot about how communication is so important in relationships. But they don't do it. Well, one, they don't do it, but I also think, like, communication in the ending of a relationship is just as important. Uh-huh. Like in this case, it's like, okay, what, you know, we were kind of talking about before you've even dated, but at the same time, if you've dated someone and now it's ending clarity and communication in that can save a lot of this down the road wondering because one, a lot of times the questions around this are like, well, I don't really know if the door's open. I don't really know. Like, I don't know if it, they'd be open to it. I'm not sure or whatever. Well, if you, are ending something and you're not slam the door make it really clear that this is done um i mean be kind about just it. don't be violent when you slam that door <laughs> yeah make sure they're not like standing in it um but if you're not open to that that like we were kind of going back to what we we're talking about as girls the things we say to like let someone down easy i may be thinking i never want to see this guy again but to get out of a, an awkward conversation or to not make him feel bad about himself or to just get it over with i'll you know we say things like Oh, yeah, like, you know, we just need to work on stuff, and then we'll see where we're at. Okay, well, let's play a a would you rather real quick. Okay. Would you rather have one uncomfortable conversation, or would you rather have months and months and months of uncomfortable I don't want to have conversation? Okay, I think the one uncomfortable conversation, but I don't totally know where you were going with that. Here's where I'm going with this. You leave, uh, say, for instance, a guy just yeah. kind of out there of you don't want to have the uncomfortable conversation, so you make it vague and okay. you leave the door open. Okay, well, the door's still open in his mind, so yeah. he's going to see if he can get through that door and I still talk to you saying. and still have conversations oh. with you. And oh. you're like, no, no, I'm, I'm not there. But because you didn't communicate clearly, he's it's still trying to fault. come through that door it's yeah. your fault so yeah. if you would just pick option a you could Agreed. get rid of all of that and can i pick on girls for a second here well sure because i'm not gonna do it <laughs> okay so girls and i have like i'm speaking from experience because i've been here and i've done this we we do that we we are vague and whatever and we leave it how it is and then the guy whether it's ending something or in turning a guy down at the beginning like you he asks you out and you're like oh, i don't really want to but and you know you're not going to want to, but you leave it kind of vague. So then he keeps trying. And so then what do we do as girls? We rag on these guys and we're like, oh my word, why won't he get a hit? Why won't he just, you know, figure it out? Leave me alone. Stop talking to me. Why does he text me all the time? Blah, 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 blah. When in reality, you started this. Why would he not? You yeah. kind of said, hey, not right now. And a lot of times while I'm on this soapbox, girls, you don't want him texting you. You don't want him calling you. You don't want him trying to actually go out with you. But when you're in a group and when you're hanging out, it's nice to have someone's attention. So you kind of feed it. You may flirt a little. You feed the attention because it's nice to have attention. And that's just wrong. But also, the poor guy, how is that not? Why would he not 
keep texting you? Why would mm-hmm. he not keep reaching out? You're feeding this ambiguity. And in your mind, you're like, get a hint. And the poor guy saying, she really seems like she likes me. That's un- when I say that's wrong, it's unkind. It's unloving to that person. Who's your brother in Christ. It's selfish. It's prideful. Like go on down the list. So if you're a girl and you do that, stop it. <laughs> okay. Sorry. It just, <laughs> I think you're very harsh. No, hard, not harsh. Um, aggressive. Stop it is a good place to stop it. Okay. Are we good there? I feel like we're good to wrap it up. Okay. Thanks guys for being here. Sorry for the technical difficulties. I hope there wasn't too much of a, a shift there where we kind of had to pick back up. We're Bethany, actually, let's be honest. We're all over the place. Any, anyway, <laughs> so have never noticed. Okay. Thanks for being here, guys. We will be back next week with another episode. I think next week we are talking about... Something about dating. Oh, so next week's going to be fun. We actually have an entire episode where we take a lot of the popular questions that we get. And we said, okay, Dalton, as the new guy on the scene and also as the only guy on the scene, we're going to get Dalton's perspective on a lot of our most asked questions. I'll probably be somewhere in the middle. Oh, my word. (laughs) So come back for that, guys. We will see you then. But until then, I'm Bethany. And I'm Dalton. And this is Looking for the Middle.